Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Well, happy Sunday, Elevation Hills and Penrith. What a wonderful opportunity I get today to minister to you. And also, how exciting to hear that in-person services are happening soon. I am just so excited to hear all God is going to do as you guys meet together. I know it's been one of those things that you've been so excited and counting down the days and it's been, are we, aren't we, we don't know. But praise God, the days finally come. And if you look at your locations um, information, they'll let you know when it's, uh, when it's happening. But thank you so much for having me today. I know that, you know, we're about to get into this uh, series on Jesus Reacts. Uh, We're on to week three. I want to thank Prash and Paige for an amazing message last week on anger and also Robin at Penrith. Amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing with us because we uh, just got so much out of it. uh, But this week, I get the privilege to share about rejection. (laughs) You know, you hear that word straight away, right? And it's like, rejection. And I'm specifically going to talk about the hard part of rejection. I know there's sometimes in life that, you know, we need to reject things and things don't work out for us. But I'm going to talk about the rejection that happens in our lives that really hold us back. And I have to say that the one thing that I notice in ministry and when I'm praying for people or when we're working with people, the one thing that often comes up is when someone has been rejected. I know for myself, you know, there's been times in my life where rejection has hit me hard and it stopped me and it's held me back. And I'm sure you can all think of that right now. Actually, I'm thinking about a time right now when I was in school. Talk about rejection, hey? It's like the training ground of overcoming rejection is school. I come home all the time. My kids come home all the time and they've always got a story of what happened or how it happened. But I remember for me, I was actually quite athletic. I loved netball. I loved basketball. I loved all that fun stuff. And we stood in a line. I don't know if you remember back in the day, the PE teacher would say, OK, Mary and Sally, you two are the captains. You get to stand up and, uh, and choose who's on your team. And I'm like, great, I'm a great netball player. I can't wait. I want to play centre centre you know that was my thing I had to be in centre right and I was like couldn't wait and I was so excited and they started choosing and I was kind of on the line I'm like I've got to be the first one wasn't the first wasn't the second wasn't the third in fact I was the last one chosen (laughs) do you all remember those days where you think and I, I just remember thinking oh I'm not even very good and I didn't even play that well that day all because I had suffered such rejection or what else at school, okay? You walk out, it's time for lunch and you got nowhere to sit. No one wants you to sit with them. You don't have a group. I know there's times that people have felt isolated and alone. It could not just be at school but there's times where you just feel like, I don't fit, I don't have anywhere to go. And so where did you go? when you had no one to go at school? The library. Like the losers go to the library, right? I went to the library and I remember going like, and I'd sit there and I'd pretend I wasn't even a reader and I didn't like study. So I'd sit there the whole time like, I don't even really have anything I can do here. 
But again, that sting of rejection came our way. And I'm sure for you, I know that as a light, couple of light ones, but rejection is serious. Okay, let's be honest. It is something that the devil uses to hold us back, to take us out, to, to stop us from doing what God has called us to be and do. And I've got a little thing. Rejection is an act of throwing away or discarding someone or something. We've all felt it, right? Feeling discarded. This innately implies a lack of value. We begin to feel that we have no value as we experience an overwhelming sense of worthlessness. Listen to it. Like discard, uh, lack of value, worthlessness, uh, an overwhelming sense of worthlessness, of being swept aside. Perhaps most significantly, rejection is the act of being denied love. That's the hardest, right? Because God created us to be accepted. He created you and I as accepted beings. So why does rejection hurt so much? It's because that's not what we were created to experience. We were, ex we were created to experience love and acceptance. But this broken world, this hardships of the world, when sin entered, so unfortunately did that horrible thing of rejection enter as well. What about you? What are your experiences with it today when you think about it? Are you feeling unloved because perhaps your father had left you and abandoned you? Do you feel like distress and unworthy because your spouse just left you up and moved and wanted a divorce? Rejection, wow, the sting, the hardship of it, right? Perhaps there was a relationship breakup with a, a best friend and, and you thought she was your friend or you thought he was your friend and you turn up and they just ignore you. Yeah. I remember for me when my daughter, she was walking into school one day and she said, mum, there's some of my friends. Like she was so excited. I'm like, great. And she ran over and I remember, I remember seeing her running towards them. And as she looked behind, as, as they looked behind and saw her, they kind of acted like, no don't come stand with us, don't walk with us. And I could see her just take a step back as rejection's sting took its place. But it also took hold. She came home thinking there was something wrong with her. And isn't that the horrible nature yes. of rejection? Yes. Making you feel like there's something wrong with you. But you know what? The Bible says that God, his vision for us is life. We don't have to wait for heaven to have a release of rejection. We can actually take hold of the acceptance of Jesus Christ and let him take hold of the rejection that has come and taken over our lives. I know for me, I was the fourth child and I was not just the fourth child, I was the fourth girl. Imagine my dad, he was a little bit of a alcoholic, I suppose, <laughs> he liked to drink. Unfortunately, and he went down to the pub, uh, as he used to quite a bit, and uh, instead of celebrating my birth of being a fourth girl, he, sell he drunk himself to wherever he did simply because I was a girl and not a boy. And that's the story of my entrance into life. And you know, at, at first, you know it can hurt, but I have to step in. And you know, if you have the, the same story or a similar story of rejection, you have to step in to knowing it is not 
what others do and how they treat you. It is what God does and how he treats us and how he sees us. He wants us to walk in the spirit. He wants us to walk in the ways of God. He wants us to see ourselves, not the way others see ourselves, but the way he sees us. The enemy, let's talk about him right now. I'm telling you right now that rejection is his most fiercest weapon against our lives. He uses it to stop you. In the Bible, in John 10.10, it says the enemy comes like a thief and he he comes to steal. Rejection. What does rejection do when it steals? It stealthily removes our joy and our peace in Christ. What else does rejection do? What else does rejection do when, it, with the, when, he, when he partners with rejection in our lives? It kills. It kills. It's, it removes the true purpose of our lives by seducing us into chasing worthless endeavours. And lastly, that horrible thing of rejection that the enemy uses, the bullet, and the saddest part about the devil, he doesn't completely just take you to a point of death sometimes, but he wants to wound you. It's like a bullet that hits you and wounds you and you think you could never overcome. And he comes to destroy. Rejection can be something that destroys you to ruin our lives work so that when we look back, all we can see is a worthless heap of rubble. Isn't that just terrible that he can have that power over us? And I'm here to let you know today that Jesus then turns around in John 10.10 and he says, but I, I have given you life and life to the fullest, a life abundant. And this isn't a life that we have to wait for until heaven. We can have this fulfillment and abundant life today. Friend, I'm not here today to tell you that rejection's never going to happen. In fact, I had that sting of rejection happen to me recently, right when I was writing this message. What a coinkydink. I don't even know if that's a word, but we say that. Coincidence. What a coincidence. Not a coincidence. God's like, Bonnie, you've got to practice what you preach here. You need to step into what I say about you. You need to keep your eyes on me and what I have for you. And that's the same for you, men, women, children, kids. I know you're listening today and doing coot. Go ahead and realize that when that friend rejects you at school, don't let them stop you thinking the way God thinks of you because you're an amazing child of God. And when you see that little friend on their own that has no friend, be that one that accepts them and is a friend for them. But I'm just so thankful that we have a great example. We have the most perfect example, and we can find that in God's word. We can find that in our saviour, Jesus Christ. How wonderful that we get to do this series on how Jesus responds. He's a God that was not just uh, in heaven, but he was on earth. He felt the sting of rejection. But the beautiful thing about Jesus is that he was able to perfect, his, re- his reaction was perf- perfection, right? We get to see a perfect reaction to rejection. And I'll let you know now, his reactions, I would say, are challenging. <laughs> they are so hard. When we look at 
God and we look at Jesus and how he is rejected and how he is the most, actually, I would say the most rejected human to ever walk the earth. He did nothing wrong. He never deserved one bit of it. But he turned around and he just loved us. He turned around and he accepted us. He gives us a perfect example of who he is. So how did he react? I'm going to speak on three points today, three points on how Jesus reacted. How did he react in times of rejection? How can we react? Because here's the thing. We can read about what Jesus did, but I'm telling you now, he is asking us to follow his example. Let's follow his example today as we look at the first um, point, which is Jesus responds by staying on mission. In Luke 9, 51 to 55, as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem and he sent messengers on ahead who went into a Samaritan village to get things ready for him. But the people there did not welcome him because he was heading for Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down from heaven Uh, fire from heaven and, and destroy them. But Jesus, what did Jesus do? He turned back and he he rebuked them. He's like, no, this is not what we do. Isn't it interesting that the disciples, the ones that followed Jesus closely, who knew their saviour and Lord, how they wanted revenge and retaliation. They felt the sting of rejection. They felt that sting of rejection that we talk about. And they felt, they you've rejected my father. You've rejected the son of man. I am offended. And now we must cast down fire. <laughs> How often are we rejected in our lives? What are the things, the first thing we want to do? We want revenge, right? We want to take revenge. We want to be like, I'm coming after you. How dare you do that to me? And the other thing is they wanted retaliation. They wanted to retaliate. How can we retaliate to this rejection? And, and, and Jesus is saying, he, he actually rebukes. He says, no, no, we do not do that. Why did Jesus not even flint? He looked straight. He didn't even let it bother him that people rejecting him. He knew that he had a mission and a call that his heavenly father had for him. Because let's look at um, Isaiah 57. It speaks prophetically about the Messiah, our great servant. It says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, which is about Jesus is speaking, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. This is our Jesus. This is his example for us. This is where we don't go to retaliation and we don't go to revenge. What we do is we face and we we turn our faces steadfastly like Jesus did to the call that God has for us. God has a call for each and every one of your life. 
And I'll tell you right now, like I said before, the enemy and the, and the, and the weapon of rejection will come in and will, and will try and take you away from that will and that purpose that God has for you. And so I just pray that right now, that if you're going through a situation of rejection, that you right now will look to the heaven, yes. look to God, look to the call that he has for you. He wasn't going to let rejection take him off course. Don't let rejection take you off course. Don't let it redirect you to the ways of the world. Let rejection be an opportunity to say, wow, I'm on course. God has given me such a great vision for my life. I will stick and I will stay and I will look my eyes to him and I will focus on the mission before me. So can I encourage you? Just like Jesus today, I would say, stay on mission. Don't let the naysayers let you look to the left or look to the right. Let your eyes be steadfast. Because you know what? Jesus' journey that day was to the cross. He was heading to Jerusalem. He was heading to fulfill his calling. He's, he was heading to do his father's work. That's why he's like, nothing's going to stop me. And I tell you right now, don't let anything stop you. Let God take a hold of your life today. Let him give you glimpses of what he has for you in your workplace, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your school, whether it's in um, business, whether it's in church, where it's in mission, whatever Stay on mission. Know God has called you and, and, and keep moving forward. Secondly, Jesus responds with acceptance. Our Jesus, the great acceptor. And how powerful it is to overcome rejection with acceptance. Because the thing is, guys, our flesh wants to reject sometimes. And sometimes we've been hurt. And so we want to reject and we get hard. But Jesus is calling us to accept. Let's look at Luke 19, 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a cheap tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was short, he could not see him over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus spotted him, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, today salvation has come to your house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For son of man comes to seek and save the lost. Wow. What a great example of how Jesus accepts. Zacchaeus was not a good man in the sense of his actions. He was a man that took money from people. He was a tax collector, so nobody wanted anything to do with him. But God, Jesus saw past that. 
Jesus saw past the sin. Jesus saw past the wrongdoings. He drove straight to Zacchaeus's heart. And I tell you today, that's what he does in our lives. He will look beyond the sin. He will look beyond the hurt and the brokenness and he will drive straight to the heart. The other thing about this story is it reminds us how important it is as Christians to be accepting of others. How often have we been in a situation, I have been in situations where I'm at the shopping centre and I see somebody I know and they see me and then they pretend they didn't see me. (laughs) What about when you're at church? And, and you kind of feeling like you didn't have such a great day and I'm not going to talk to anybody today. I'm just going to sit down. I'm going to listen to church. I'm walking right out of here. You know, and sometimes we feel that way, right? But isn't it cool, Jesus' response to Zacchaeus? He's like, hey, Zacchaeus. Hey, Zacchaeus. Hey, he didn't even just wait for Zacchaeus to come see him. He was like, Zacchaeus, buddy, come to your house tonight. I can't wait till we all meet in person and you're all calling out to your friends from across the foyer, from across the auditorium and saying, hey, Linda, I see you. You could say, I'm coming to your house today. (laughs) That might be a little bit too uh, forward. You can say, you can come to my house today. We can fellowship together. But can I encourage us as Christians? Let's be that example of acceptance. You know, you look at, sometimes I'm like hanging out with him or the other big one I love is like, I've got enough friends. I don't need any more friends in my life. You know, I'm busy enough. I've got friends. That's not who Christ is. Christ has an open circle. He doesn't have a closed off circle. He keeps it open. Come on in. Be welcome. You know, and like, oh, it's too hard or whatever. But here's the thing, with Jesus, nothing's too hard. And you look at the result of Zacchaeus's life because of acceptance. He changed. He said, God, I give you half my possessions. He changed for the good and for God. When we accept others in the way of Christ, we also can be changed for the good and for God. And we can change others for the good and for God because we have accepted them the way God and Christ asks us to accept them. Because it is a feeling of love. We all want to be known. We all want that love. When someone comes and sees us and to be known, there is something that happens in our spirit, right? And that's what God wants for us and his people. We want to accept he looked like, look beyond the hurt. Look, he looked behind the sin. He looked beyond it and he went straight to the heart. And I encourage you, for the people in your lives, whether it's in the church, outside the church, in your work, accept, love, have grace for them. Let them feel that you love them. In, in Jesus' name, I, I'm really ex, ex, excited for that to happen for you guys in your lives. I'm really excited for that. Can't wait to see the testimonies of where you stepped out and you're like, I'm going to accept this person. I know they're hard to accept, but I'm going to accept it and I'm going to love them just like Jesus did. And I can't wait to hear the testimony of their life, of what God did in them, how they were changed because you were the vessel of Christ to them. 
Finally, we finish up today with our third point. Jesus responds with, this is the hard one, right? Forgiveness. Forgiveness. In Luke 23, 34, he says, it says, Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You see, Jesus had a perfect perspective of life. He could see the hurt. He could see they don't know any better. He could see the chain reaction of rejection. The chain reaction of rejection and the way the enemy uses it is that one person gets rejected. They get hurt. They get bitter. They respond in a poor way or we respond with behaviours that aren't great. And then we reject others. And then there's another link. And it happens again. And it happens again until we're tied up like a chain from everybody's rejection. Whereas Jesus saw it with perfect perspective. He turned and he forgave. He's like, come on, guys, let's stop it in its tracks. Let's not let the link go like this. Let's let it go. The Greek word for forgive is aphim, and it means to let go. Mm, Let go. Also, the Hebrew word for, I've got to find it here, is salah, and it means to lift off. That horrible feeling of rejection that you've been carrying around with you. The Bible is saying... We have, it's not saying someone else will lift, we've got to lift it off ourselves. We've got to lift it off and we've got to let it go. Let God be the judge. Let him work with the ones that have wronged you. Don't carry their wrong. Let him come in and do the work that he needs to do. You see, Jesus, he suffered rejection. In fact, um, in Isaiah 53, 3, it says, He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Not only that, his father, who he loved so much, had to turn from him as well as he carried the rejection, the hurt for us. And that is how we live a life and a life to the fullest, is we look to the cross. We look to the great, awesome, phenomenal Saviour that took on our rejection, taught us how to forgive, taught us how to accept, taught us how to stay on mission. My prayer for you today, as you are in your homes, that you're able to this week think of the times that rejections sting or bite, it probably could be more like, has taken you out. And perhaps you need to talk to somebody. Perhaps you need pastoral care, and we have a pastoral care team that's here for you. Perhaps it's further and needs professional help and you talk through it. But I believe that God can do a work in you. You just got to believe it too. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray right now for those who have suffered 
and perhaps still hold on to the hurt of rejection. God, I pray you do a supernatural work in their life right now. I pray, Lord, that we will react in the way that you have called us to. I pray that we will keep our eyes on the mission that you have put before us. As we go into in-person services, Lord, let us not be anxious. Let us keep our eyes on what you have called us to do in church, in our workplace, wherever that is. Let us keep our eyes on what God you have called us to do. God, we thank you that you help us to accept those that sometimes are hard to accept, but also, God, that need accepting. Show us, Lord, when we need to call them, call out to them and say, come over here and sit by me. Come over here and do business by me. Let's do this together. Let our, our lives be a life of acceptance. And finally, God, we pray right now that, that forgiveness will settle in our hearts as we think upon the times in our lives where uh, we have been rejected, where we have sh been shunned, where we have turned, been turned away and we've held on to it like a big heavy chain just wrapped around us. I pray, God, that you will teach us how to forgive. Show us how to forgive so that we can be free. Let it lift, show us how to take it off and lift it off and let it go, Lord so that we can live the life that you have called us to live. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen.